0: And it's really fascinating, this actually takes place. You, you become more whole. Mm-hmm. It's not just management. Understanding is not healing and clarity is not restoration. What Christ is after is your reintegration. You don't just have to live with a lot of internal chaos. And manage it. Yes, it doesn't have right. to be pandemonium inside. What we ask is Jesus, reintegrate me. All right, everybody. Welcome back to the Wild at Heart podcast. Here in the week of December eleventh, Alan. Good to see you. Good to see you, John. Yeah. <laughs> and we are, we are in the thick of the holiday season now, and we want to do some reflecting on an element of Jesus's mission to the world that you might not have reflected on before. But before we do that, we're gonna do what we always do. And if you're new to us or you're new watching the video version of the podcast, let me explain why we pause. So a couple of years ago, we realized that by about 10 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> we are all just spun up. Yeah. Right? Totally. And 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 like already emotions and mental life and boom, 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 boom. And like, I'm just already like the Tasmanian devil. And learning to pause, Mm. learning to release things, learning to let it go has been pretty wonderful. So helpful. Oh, gosh. In fact, so wonderful that here in the outpost at 10 a.m. and 2 p.m. every day, monastery bells ring. Ring out in the building, mm-hmm. and it calls everybody to pause, and and the purpose of the pause is just to release it all for a moment, because you can do it for a moment, right? Right. You can do it for a moment. Right. You you can release your world. You can release the crazy, right? Yes. And and that's why we do this at the start of every podcast, just to help you, the listener. You know, if you're at the gym, if you're in your car, wherever you are in your world. Take a moment, let it all go so that you can come back to yourself and so that we can all find God, so that He can meet us here and that this isn't just more content.
1: Right. We don't need more content. (laughs) Right. Right.
0: Lord, help me. We don't just need more entertainment. Right. Yeah. We need something more for our souls. So we're going to do that right now. We're going to just take a moment before diving into this week and. Let it go. So, Father, Jesus, Holy Spirit, help me to release all things to you. Oh, God, help me to release all things to you right now. I give you my world, I give you people and needs, I give you email and what's demanded of me this week, and and I give you the world and its heartaches. I give everyone and everything to you. Everyone, everything to you. Just take a moment, friends, and release what you need to release. And as we're doing that, what we're asking for, God, is for a restored union with you. Restore our union with you. Breathe your life into me today. And meet us, meet us all here in this podcast. Amen. So Christmas is two weeks away.
1: It's hard to believe. (laughs) It's really hard to believe, but yes, the year has blown by.
0: Yeah, totally. And Alan, as you are caught up in, you know, all the things that that means, um, when you think about Christmas Mm -hmm. this year, when you think about, oh, yeah, I kind of do want to focus in on, you know, the meaning of Christmas and what is that for you? Like what comes, what's top of mind? Mm.
1: Well, top of mind is I try to center in on peaceful images, hmm. usually, uh, because the world is so chaotic. Hmm. And so, specifically around Christmas, if I'm thinking about Jesus, I mean the the gravitational pull is the nativity scene. It's um, yeah songs like Silent Night, hmm. uh, Little Town of Bethlehem. It's it's the songs that that pull me to that moment of how did it begin? What are we celebrating? Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, Trying to come back to the epicenter of the story. The origin of the story. Yeah, yeah. Right on. Okay. So we want to do that this week, but we want to do it in a way that I think is fresh for people because I want to intersect the purposes of Jesus in his first advent Mm -hmm. With human need in this moment in time, I I think there's an extraordinary insight we have for folks this week that's going to be super helpful. So the first idea is that the the intervention of God Mm -hmm. through Jesus, in, through, by him, God incarnate, okay, is to recreate humanity. I think if you ask, you know, 10 people, why did Jesus come? You know, you're probably going to get 10 different answers. But if they're churchy folks, they're going to say,
1: forgive us of our sins. Um, yeah. Yeah. To, to save us from uh, hell or death. Yes. You know, it's it's some variation of that. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is, that's what the altar call is based on. And that's yep. kind of what the focus is yep. on. Right?
0: And that's true. Right. I mean thank the living god that's true he he did but there's so much more that the the epicenter i think of the mission of jesus is that he came to recreate us because through sin through death through evil that gets into the world disintegration starts entering into the human experience okay And I want to unpack this this week because this is just so extraordinarily beautiful. Let's start with this idea. I don't think most people see Jesus or think about him as their creator.
1: Oh, not right, not at all. I don't think that's even a partial thought.
0: Yeah, he's my savior. Right. But listen to these passages. So let's start with the Gospel of John chapter 1 opening sentences. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was with God in the beginning. So he's describing the Trinity, he's describing the pre-incarnate Jesus. And then here's what it says, when it says through him, he's talking about Jesus. Through Jesus all things were made without Jesus, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of humanity. A few passages later, he says, the true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. And you'll get that little line on Christmas cards, and you'll see the the star Mm -hmm. over the the nativity. Okay, right? right? But listen to this. The true light that gives light to everyone. coming into the world he jesus was in the world and though the world was made through him the world did not recognize
1: it's it's so disruptive to the scenes we play in our head and 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 i think even for a lifelong christian it's it's a sense that because it's the father son the holy spirit there's an impression, a gravitational pull to, well, Jesus is the son and the son was born.
0: Yes.
1: And yeah. his story begins in the Nativity. Yeah. And so we start to drop the needle there for Jesus. Like that, that's his beginning. And yes. God is the creator and yes. Jesus is the son who came yes. at this particular moment, right?
0: Right, right. Uh, it starts getting really messy if you don't realize the truth of these passages. So here's Colossians 1. The Son, Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him, all things were created. Things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, thrones, powers, rulers, authorities, all things have been created through him and for him. Oh, it's huge. So the the lovely idea to begin with here, I I think in in this holiday season, is go, whoa, Jesus, like you are my creator. Mm -hmm. Jesus is your creator. The Father and Jesus together, Holy Spirit, we get that. You go back to Genesis 1, you know. um, But Jesus is essentially involved in your creation. And so even to be praying to him, right? Like that you are my maker.
1: Right. Right. And it's, I think this is such a timely message, John, and conversation because at Christmas, it often is hardest to reframe how we see Jesus because every image and Christmas card Mm. and church setting is about the manger scene, yep. right? And so to yep. think about that at this time of year, especially. Yes, yes, yes. It's so important.
0: Okay, good. So here we go, right? Because as you look at that manger scene, you're asking yourself, what was going on? What was the plan again? What was the plot? What is actually taking place that will transform your mm-hmm. humanity? Okay, this is yes. just huge. So if you start with, okay... Through Jesus, I was made. He, he is my creator with my father. Jesus is yes. my creator. Yes. Okay. Well, then this is really yeah. fascinating. So in Ephesians 2, it says, we are God's masterpiece. Okay. His poema is the Greek word. We are his poems. Okay. Okay. He has created us anew in Christ so that we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. So the plot is humanity is terribly broken, tragically flawed, captive to evil. And that child in the manger, this incarnational intervention of God, is going to cut to the core and, yes, secure our redemption. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Bloodshed on the cross no question. I am not diminishing that. right Okay. But something larger is the goal. Yes. Something more essential, like essence, um, ontologically is the is the big philosophical word, something in the actual nature of your being is the target of the intervention. And in Ephesians 2, it says that the Father has recreated us in Christ. He has recreated us. So th- this is where you get all the born again language. Okay, yes. you know the, his conversation with Nicodemus and in um, chapter three of John. Right, right? he's right. saying, "No, you you got to be born again. Like we could this whole project needs to be reset." Okay. Right. It's not just be a good person, love one another,
1: morality. Yes. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Be generous, be kind. So here's one of my little treasures. I break out this book, a little paperback book, uh, almost every Christmas. This is Athanasius on the incarnation. And it has this, this particular edition has this introduction by CS Lewis, which is killer.
1: So people are going to want to see the cover. So why don't you, yeah, just hold that up. So yeah. So if you're
0: watching the video podcast, I'm, I'm holding it up here. Uh, Saint Athanasius, who has this fabulous epitaph on his on his grave, or or was said of him in his passing, is his his final sort of statement. Athanasius, Athanasius, I can say that contra mundum, Athanasius against the world. Mm so he was one wow. of the great great church fathers in the early centuries Love of the that. church but he wrote a little book mm-hmm. on the incarnation okay so what's christmas about why did jesus come you know and there's a little nativity scene at least on the cover of this book okay right. but he is diving into the bigger idea here why okay so i'm going to jump in middle of the argument here middle of middle of his case that he's making but what he's been talking about is humanity turns their back on God. We, t- we all do. We turn our back on God. Um, we leave the Garden of Eden. We come captive to evil. And then a decreation process starts in, most dramatically in death, right? Right. Okay. Right. So... But he's talking about, man, to come under the power of these ancient spirits and and the force of human culture that is separated from God, he calls it dehumanizing, Hmm. which I think is a lovely way of describing what's happening to us. So here's the question he asks. He says, what was God to do in face of this dehumanizing of mankind, Hmm. Okay, this universal hiding of the knowledge of himself? By evil spirits, what was God to do? And then I love, I love what he goes on to say. He says, What else could he possibly do, being God, but renew his image in mankind, so that through it men might once more come to know him? And how could this be done save by the coming of the very image of God Himself, Mm. our Savior Jesus Christ? Men couldn't have done it, for they are only made after the image. Angels couldn't have done it, for they are not the images of God. The Word of God came in His own person, because it was He alone, the image of the Father, who could recreate mankind. I just love this. Okay, so he goes on. In order to effect this recreation, however, yes, He had to first do away with death and corruption. Therefore, he assumed a human body in order that in it, death might once and for all be destroyed, and that humanity might be renewed according to the image of God. And the image of the Father was the only person sufficient for this need. And then he gives an interesting analogy. He says, you know what happens when a portrait that has been painted on a panel becomes obliterated through external stains. The artist doesn't throw away the painting, but the subject of the portrait has to come and sit again for a while, and then the likeness is redrawn Mm. on the same material, okay? Mm. And so it was with the all-holy Son of God. He, the image of the Father, came and dwelt in our midst in order that he might renew mankind after himself. Seek out his lost sheep, even as he says in the gospel. He says, I came to seek and save that which was lost. This also explains his saying to the Jews, except a man be born anew. He was not referring to a man's natural birth from his mother as they thought, but to the rebirth and the recreation of the soul Mm. in the image of God.
1: Wow. Isn't that killer? It's <laughs> amazing. Yeah.
0: I love that. It, so powerful. Yeah, it's it's a really really beautiful book, but the idea of being the purposes of God in Jesus Christ, uh, essentially you are redeemed, you are recreated, you are reinstated. Mm. Right? Right. You, you, right. you are rescued, you are ransomed through the atoning blood of Jesus Christ. Yes. He, he paid You were the hostage. Yes. He paid for you and got you out of the kingdom of darkness through his death. But there's more. Humanity is still in terrible condition, as hostages often are when they come out of terrible situations. Mm -hmm. He has come to recreate us, to remake us, to renew us in the image of God so that he can reinstate us, so that we can join God again in his human project yes. right? yeah. in, in the world. Okay, so the reason Athanasius, the reason the idea of recreation, of, of being remade, renewed by the presence of Christ in us and through the work of Christ, the reason I think that is so significant right now, Alan, is, is the hour, the hour that we're living in you and I have riffed a lot on this off mic. It, this is the hour of decreation. This this is it feels like the final unraveling of things, yeah. whether you want to look at the earth mm-hmm. and creation, or you look at humanity as a society, you look at human cultures, right, or, or just the human person, right. Okay, like I think the more that I get clarity on what the enemy is up to in the world, you you just see it. He is hell-bent on dismantling mm-hmm. everything God created. Mm-hmm. Like wherever you see the creation, beauty, glory, goodness of God, right. he just wants to take it apart.
1: Right. Right. And what I love about what Athanasius is saying and what you're saying, John, is— it brings me to see the story didn't begin in the nativity. Right. The story, if we're being recreated, we go back to creation. Yes. And Eden yes. and Paradise. What, what were we yes. originally created to be? Yes. And for. And then if Jesus is our creator and that's what we were created to be, then the movement of the whole story with him r- helping us be recreated. Is reclaiming what was lost, and it. it's it's huge.
0: Oh, it's so hopeful, gang! It's yeah. so hopeful because when we're gonna, you know, towards the end of this podcast, we're gonna like get this right down into your own humanity. This is really significant. If you look at nature right now, like the huge oil spills, the massive wildfires, y- you just see the vengeance of the evil one destroy creation. Yes. What can we do? I just heard the other day that the air pollution in New Delhi. India is 80 times outside the acceptable limits set by the World Health Organization. 80 times. Like they got to shut down schools. They have to shut down athletic events and stuff because you just can't breathe. And, you know, that's been true in yeah. China in a number of, you know, Beijing and a number of cities there. It's, you know, I grew up in LA back in the days before they were trying to clean up air pollution. And I remember my lungs would hurt wow. after playing ball with the kid outside. Yeah. Just being outside, being a kid, like Mm. my lungs would hurt in the evening as I was going to bed. So like you just see, like pollute the world, stain what we can, tear it apart is the heart of darkness. Yes, And it's, it's a malice that is bent on tearing apart creation, like unmaking. If God is the great maker, Satan is the great undoer. Mm the great de-creator, yes. the great unmaker. And this is a fascinating thing. I So <laughs> um, one of my loves is ancient literature and great legends and, you know, mythology and things like Beowulf and, mm-hmm. you know, Shakespeare and stuff like that. Okay, you read, even like Goliath, you read some of the ancient enemies, the ancient battles, and the enemy steps forward and his threat to whoever the hero or the army is on the field, he will say something like, I will unmake you. Fascinating. Not, I'm just going to kill you. Yeah. Right? Right. There's something really creepy.
1: Right. More frightening about that, (laughs) hearing that. Right. Yeah, just
0: kill me, just kill me. (laughs) Right. Don't like unmake me. Don't dissemble (laughs) me. Okay. That's the heart of darkness is this unmaking. And then when you get to humanity, if you just, just start looking around the world, gang, and you'll you'll get a real clear picture of what we mean. It, it everywhere he can, in the human project, in humanity, he's trying to right. tear it apart.
1: You just look around, and we were talking about this last week, but everybody seems not only just worn out or distracted, but a shell or a vapor of what they normally are. Like, it, it, and I, I am including myself in that. And we were trying to put a name to that, like yep. in a conversation, like wh- what is it where it's beyond low reserves?
0: Go back and tell that story. You don't have to name names, but it was the lack of reaction to things.
1: Right. There was a situation where somebody close to me was moving across the country after 50 years of being in their home and the neighbor next door had also been there for about 47 of those years. So almost from the beginning. And so when this person close to me tells the neighbor over coffee, because they get together every week and connect and have for almost 50 years and said, Hey, I'm about to leave forever and move across the country the response of the neighbor was, oh, okay, well, that makes sense. And yeah, and how's the rest of your day going? Like it, it was, when I heard the story, it was sad, but it was so telling because we were talking about how that's kind of our approach to almost anything is, no matter what you say to somebody nowadays, there doesn't seem to be a gravity in, in the response. Right. It's like, sure. Okay. Yeah. We've lost something.
0: Or, or, or at the most it's, oh, dang. Okay. Well, um, okay. Gosh, I, I wish the best for you. Right. And what Al and I were riffing on in that moment was human capacity really feels diminished right now. Emotional capacity, mental capacity. Even physical capacity feels really diminished. And this is not just the pandemic stuff, Mm. although that had its toll. I think it is something like combat fatigue. I I think we are experiencing in our humanity something like, Mm. um, well, it's trauma fatigue. It, It is unsettled fatigue. I just can't take any more unsettled. Because yeah. we're living in very, very unsettled times, right? Right. The economy, you know, mental health, da 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 mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I think what we're witnessing... So, okay, we're getting to the, some of the core of my deep convictions about the moment and about humanity right now. I think, well, okay, let me tell a pretty wild story. I don't remember how long ago this was. Not years. I mean, maybe a year maybe a little bit more. I woke up in the middle of the night. I was awoken in the middle of the night, which is not that unusual for me. And usually it's some form of spiritual warfare that I need to get up, pray, shut down, go back to bed. A lot of people experience this. More people experience it than understand it's spiritual warfare Mm. and not just Oh, why am I up? Or insomnia or something like that. Something, there's an outside force messing with you. Yes. Okay. Well, this time I sat up, but I could sense, no, no, um, I sensed God with me, which was lovely. But I sensed he wanted to show me something. Okay. So I'm just going to tell you what I saw, folks. It was almost like it was outside my realm Which I'm very grateful. It wasn't in the house, it wasn't in my bedroom, but I saw a massive demonic horde, almost like you you hear like the ancient barbarian hordes that swept down, you know, with Genghis Khan or, you know, at the fall of Rome and Europe and just like this evil, barbarous horde. And I'm like, whoa, what are you showing me? Father, why, why, why are you showing me this? And he said, this is the last army that the enemy has just unleashed. And I said, okay, what is it? And he said, it is decreation. Wow. He, he actually named it as death, destruction, and decreation. So I think, you know, if, if you have any sense of what the kingdom of darkness is doing in the world right now, it is full tilt assault to unmake everything. Just make make cultures hate each other make society, you know, people groups hate each other, tear families apart. And then, you, you yeah, you just start getting down into the human person, tear health apart, tear well-being apart, tear, tear mental health down. Yes. The weariness, the fatigue, anxiety disorders are up, suicides are up, you know, on and on we could go. I don't want to get into all that. You see it. You see, I will unmake you. Right. You see that that mm. intention. Um, and and this is why this Christmas, understanding Jesus is your creator, and he has come to recreate you, it is one of the most hopeful, wonderful, life-giving. Like it it, it is the rescue. Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. So This is what I want to—now we're to where I want to—that was all prologue. (laughs) (laughs) Now I get to go to what I want (laughs) to say. Jesus is also the integrating force of the universe. Okay. Hang on. Let me read this. Let me just read—let me read two passages. So I'm going to go back to the Colossians passage I read about him being—he is a co-creator, if that helps people— who are getting a little twitchy in their theology. Well, no, no, the Father's the creator. Clearly, we call him the great creator. Okay, yes. Jesus is co-creator. All things were made through him and for him. Okay, so listen to Colossians 1 again. The Son is the image of the invisible God, and we can add the unmarred image, which Good. was Athanasius' point, right? Right. right. <clears throat> you see the Son. you see what humanity was meant to be. Right. Okay. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation, for in him all things were created, things in heaven, on earth, visible, invisible, thrones, powers, rulers, authorities, in other words, the whole realm, all things. Well, he says, all things have been created through him and for him. And then here's the additional passage. Jesus He is before all things, and in him, all things hold together. Hmm. Or as the New Living translated, it says, he existed before anything else, and he holds all creation together. And this idea is echoed in Hebrews chapter 1. I love this passage. Long ago... God spoke many times and in many ways to our ancestors through the prophets. And, you know, we rehearse all that at Christmas time, right? Or unto us a child is born, or he will be called wonderful counselor, right. you know, prince of peace. Okay. Yeah. So we rehearse all that. Long ago, many times, many ways to our ancestors, God spoke through the prophets. And now in these final days, he has spoken to us through his son. God promised everything to the son as an inheritance, and through the sun, he created the universe. So there it is again. But listen to this. The sun radiates God's own glory and expresses the very character of God, and he sustains everything by the mighty power of his command. So Jesus Christ currently, right now, at this moment, is the integrating force of the universe. He is what is preventing everything from just complete entropy, complete decreation, completely exploding, right? Right. Right. He is sustaining all creation right now. He is the integrating force. And this is absolutely marvelous when it comes to you are a you are a human being who is living at the end of a war of annihilation okay there's different ways wars end we'll put this in another podcast sometimes but it's either exhaustion attrition or annihilation you, people just get tired one country just says we don't have the heart to fight anymore okay we give up or they run out of resources that's mm-hmm. attrition they just we don't we don't have any more troops we don't have any more guns we give up or the worst wars are wars of annihilation where it just says, no, we're just going to keep this up until one site is completely destroyed. You're living at the end of a war of annihilation. You see the assault on humanity to understand Jesus came to recreate you Hmm. and it worked. He won. Hmm. Okay. And he is the integrating force of the universe right now. So anywhere, everywhere, that we are experiencing what feels like disintegration right we can call upon jesus yeah. okay yeah can i go on please okay so for example um healing prayer which we do a lot of um guided or or at our events here um you know isaiah 61 as it's describing humanity um we are the brokenhearted, the Leb Shabar. We, we human beings are stained glass. Every human being is stained glass, beautiful but fragmented. Yeah. And, and the neuroscience is coming along now and confirming, you know, what Scripture said thousands of years ago, saying, "Whoa, there's even parts of your brain that don't talk to each other." Um, we are to be a human being is to be traumatized in, in a world like this, and it's to be fragmented. And so when we're in healing prayer, the beautiful thing is Jesus reintegrates people. Hmm. He he comes to fragmented parts of us, you know, and and you have to invite him in. You have to give him permission. But, oh, Lord, please, I ask you, come to this six-year-old in me. Come to this fear in me. Come to this memory in me. And, And I'm not just asking for for healing i need to be reintegrated mm-hmm. i need to be made whole again mm-hmm. okay right all right so we see it we see it in healing prayer but you can see it in a bunch of other places i mean obviously he wants to heal marriages he wants to heal families he wants to he wants to heal cultures he wants to reintegrate humanity everywhere that we will let him In. Okay. Yeah. This is Christmas. Wow. This, this, that. So you look at the baby, you look at the nativity scene, you're listening to a holy night, you're listening to a little town, you know, of Bethlehem, right? How silently, how silently the wondrous gift is given, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So here is this moment of incredibly exquisite. Tender incarnation, but that is for you. Your Creator has come to recreate you, and in this moment of what just feels like assault on humanity, I, I'm just finding it helpful to pray a number of things, and and so let's enter into that for a moment. So. Ask Jesus to hold you together. <laughs> like if he's the integrating force of the universe, if he sustains all things by his mighty command, wherever you are beginning to feel like, Lord, I'm, I, I feel fragmented or, or, or weary or beaten down or ready to give up or, or afraid or, you know, wherever that is, Jesus, come and be the integrating center of my life be the be the integrating force mm. that holds my created being together in this hour. I think that's huge. I think asking Jesus to reintegrate you is huge. Yeah. And you've had some you've had some lovely moments of this. Right. Where he has brought up a 15 year old that got in a car accident. Right. Right. 40 years later. Yeah.
1: Is still helping me integrate the fractured parts and thinking and beliefs of that night Yes, where it felt like I was all alone, where death was right at my heels. And to know that not only he was my rescuer in that moment, saved my life in a car accident that should have killed me, but that he is still doing more. He's recreating me yes. in wholeness decades later like that. Yes. The first is critical, just mm-hmm. like, yes, he saves us from our yes. sin. Yes. And then what? Exactly. And I think now when we know that we can live in the, he's my recreator as well as my creator. Yes.
0: Bingo. And And so the idea is what happened for you in that, he brought that memory up. We talked about this on a podcast, I think last year.
1: Last Halloween.
0: Um, He brought the memory up, but then you invited him in. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Jesus says, if you open the door and let me in, I'm going to come in. Mm. He promises to come. And so as these things present themselves in our life, you you just open it up to Jesus. Say, Jesus, please come in. And it might be a memory. I need you to come into that memory. It, it might be something in you that feels very broken, Lord. I don't know why I'm so angry. Come into my anger and reintegrate me here. Yes. I want to be wholehearted, right? Right. I want. I want to be a whole person, and and not just stained glass. Okay. Mm-hmm. I do other things as well to embrace this. Every day, I take my place in the resurrection. As part of my morning prayers, Lord Jesus, thank you for the resurrection. You triumphed. I take my place in the resurrection, mm. and here's what I do: I call forth the new creation in me, because this is true. It is the reality, yes. but we we might not be feeling it on any given day, mm. or participating, and the enemy is constantly trying to say, "It's not true. It's not true. You're not getting any better. God's not here." You know. Right go, no, 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 no. I take my place in the resurrection. I call forth the new creation. And then where I am seeing, we've been talking about chaos. Mm-hmm. That's another form of decreation. Chaos is decreation, right? It, it It is, yeah, we get back into some of the wild Genesis stuff, but you know, God is bringing order out of chaos. Yes. So where you see the enemy trying to tear that apart again, I order the creation glory of God against chaos in my world, in me, in my mental life, right? No, no to fragmentation as as an assault, right? Right. So there's the internal and the external. Yes. The internal you were describing, he came into a memory and he brought that 15-year-old back and loved him and comforted him and is reintegrating me. And it's really fascinating. This actually takes place. Like, like you, you become more whole. You do. Mm -hmm. It's not just management. I'm going to start really ranting now. (laughs) Go for it. Because, well, understanding is not healing and clarity is not restoration, Mm -hmm. you know, and people are getting clarity and they're, they're using new mod, you know, um, modalities like IFS, internal family systems. Oh, well, my my commander is really in charge today and I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to really tell him everything's okay and kind of, you know, not give him the keys to the bus. Those things are helpful for understanding, but what Christ is after is your reintegration. You don't just have to live with a lot of internal chaos. And manage it. Yes. Right. Right. Like you're trying to just sort of, you know, Uh, coach a, 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 you know, third grade soccer team, (laughs) right? Right. It doesn't have to be pandemonium inside. Yeah. Okay. What we ask Mm. is reintegrate me. Jesus, reintegrate me. So that's the internal work. When you feel it coming from the outside, when you feel like, whoa, chaos and fragmentation are really assaulting our finances or our work or this church project. You bring the creation power of God against it. You declare Jesus Christ against it. It's really helpful in this hour to say, "Uh, uh, 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 uh-uh-uh-uh, uh-uh, not here, not in me, and not in my kingdom. Yes. The overall, you know, plan of darkness to unmake everything, which I think is at an all-time high. I just think Kingdom of Darkness is desperate to get this done. No, I bring the creation glory of the living God to bring the integrating force of Jesus Christ as the center who holds all things together against this.
1: And that's for us internally. And it's in different settings we find ourselves in. Yep. But as you're saying that, I'm also thinking it's for our home. Yep. Because our home should be a place of peace and order. Yep. not not necessarily everything's neat and tidy, Mm -hmm. but spiritually Mm -hmm. it should be a place of peace within the chaos, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So a little footnote. So I'm addressing these things in the Friday videos. Um, So I release by email to those who want it a video every Friday that's kind of a current update. Um, And I did one recently on this and the really cool prayer. I just got a text from a a friend over in the UK, and he said, oh my gosh, some friends of ours used that prayer and and it changed everything. And so we're going to put that in the show notes if you want to get those Friday videos, because I I keep riffing on these themes there and offering prayer and offering guidance. But here's what we're saying this week. It's Christmas tide. We're in it. It's the holiday season, and the carols are playing, and we see the manger scene. And what we're reframing is, this is my rescue because this is my recreation. Mm -hmm. And and I am being reintegrated and made whole by the presence of Christ in me. And so I am resisting all forces of decreation through that power. Through the victory of Christ, like uh-uh, not here, not in my kingdom. Good. Okay. And then internally, friends, like ask him, Jesus, be the integrating force of my life. Hold me together, recreate me, reintegrate me in my mental life, in my emotional life. And memories that come up in just all of my humanity. Mm-hmm. This is Christmas. This is what it's mm-hmm. about. This is why yes. he, he came to recreate his image in us. And I don't think it's ever been more needed than in this hour here at the end of the war. We need this right now. And that's why we wanted to highlight yeah. this yeah. this week. Next week, Stace and I together in the studio talking about Christmassy things. (laughs) This week, I really wanted to get this out there to our friends.
1: Thank you. That's huge.